y'all. It's your girl, Sincere, back with another episode of Isobone, the podcast. This is episode two of season two. Today, you know, we are joined with the one and only. Trey. As always, but we also are blessed with the presence of Baltimore's own and Wabri's, but she does she does like us a little bit. Um, she's a writer, a, cor- a curator. Honestly, she's just, she's a vibe all in all. Alana Davis, a.k.a. Alana Nicole. Alana has literally entered the chat. If you know how I do, you'll see what I just did there. <laughs> but, <laughs> Alana, how are you, darling? I'm so Good, y'all. Sincere and Dre, this is so good. I'm so excited to be here with y'all. I'm, I'm, excited, I'm excited to have you. This is yes. going to be so good. No, literally. But All right, so, deep, but can I say okay, it real ahead, quick? Ahead, yeah. All right, so boom. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that. that. I just wanted to say I love it. I love it. I just I appreciate that very much. So, because yeah. people are always beginning it. I'd be like, you spell it the black way. Right. The black way. Right. The black way. Take out the L and the R. Right. And, yeah. and then, yeah, you got that thing. And then the fact she hit the duck. Yeah, that's yeah, literally that's, that's literally, literally the whole Thank you. We I need, need to get a. That's exactly. We need to put it on. <laughs> that's be a gift. We need to get the yeah. yeah. We need, to get we need it. the ISO boom gift going. Yeah. Um, yeah, we gonna get that started. Um, but before we get into anything, okay, I just want to say yes. I, I, t- I just told you when you came out, I've been stalking your page. Yes. I do know. Do you have a personal person walking around with you taking pictures, or do you have like a tripod? And I you, have like, two up? kids, so I have two kids. You train them and well. I train them well. Like I, angles. Like I've always had angles. a good eye, and like so, I've kind of positioned my daughter the way that I need her to yes. be, so that all my pictures come out like I always. But I also do have a lot of photographer friends. Yes. I love that. Yes. Because I was just like, girl, she get a good body shot every time. I can never get full body pictures that I actually like. It's a journey. It's really <laughs> been a journey of self-love, as they say, as the girls say. Yes. And just like, you know, getting... Self-love, self-care. All of that, so... All of that. <laughs> yes. No, I love, I love everything about it. Yes. And it's, I love when amazing. people stalk my page. Like, I think that's what it's there for. Like, yeah, I love right? when people enter the chat with me. Like, that's exactly. the whole point. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's the community. It's, it's, it's community. It's the community. It's community. It's all about that. Um, so the event, you just said you were coming from an event that you uh, put together. Tell us about that. Tell us about yeah, that. I could tell you about that. So I've been with Impact Hub Baltimore, which is a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. in Baltimore located on North Avenue um, since the winter of 2015. And so in my role there, I started out doing... Um, you know, events and like Mm -hmm. helping people with some of the events that they were doing in the space. Um, Fast forward, my position has changed a couple times. I do a lot of marketing and outreach for them. A part of that is always partnering with like outside organizations. Um, You know, I'm really into arts and culture and have really created a mainstay for myself in arts and culture in Baltimore. And so, um, you know, even last year when the pandemic started, I started a fund um, for artists and a lot of the people, you know, who were just getting cancellations and postponements of events, I was able to help them. Um, And so a big part of that, you know, just my goal as a philanthropist in the city and someone who just wants to give, because that's really just what I'm here for. I feel like that's what God has put me on earth for, um, is to just give back. So I was able to raise a lot of money through that. So I met a whole new set of artist friends. um, And one of those people was Ed, um, who does these porch concerts. And I was able to actually write something. So for those of you who are going to go to my Instagram after this podcast, and they will... (laughs) You can go and see that I wrote about Ed also in a Baltimore Magazine piece that I, um, that was actually republished today um, in April, but it was originally published for a fall socially distanced dates God, yes, article. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I we read that. Okay, okay. Did y'all it see was, that? I did yeah. that romantic evening in Little Italy. I said, this sounds like right up, up my alley. I <laughs> yes, like that. That and it's a vibe. <laughs> Cafe G. Shout out to Juju. That's my other friend. She actually has a really good podcast. Y'all should listen to that one too. We, we but it. we love a podcast and okay. I mean, that's why I'm here. I right, so <laughs> So right on it. My friend Ed does these porch concerts every Wednesday, and so I was able to uplift what he does not only in the magazine, but he's been kind of putting the word out that he wants folks to sponsor. Mm -hmm. And so because I've been connected to organizations like Impact Mm -hmm. Hub Baltimore and other ones just like it, I was able to procure some money to put towards a band. And a good friend of mine, Brandon Woody, played tonight. He's a trumpeter. He graduated from Baltimore School of the Arts, and he's just amazing. So (laughs) So he's an amazing person. He was recently in a Calvin Klein ad, so he's just come he's on, really come on Calvin oh, come on, Calvin. and come on up. I love before we shout Calvin let's shout out his mom Miss Gwendolyn Woody for giving his mom, mom. <laughs> we know the mom <laughs> 
Look around it me. starts with the mama. <laughs> it's yes. the mama. So that is what I just left. I sponsored that. Um, anybody can do it. So if you're if you're listening to this, definitely reach out to Ed. I'm doing another one next week um, on Wednesday. So you guys have to come. Yeah, yeah. no, that. See, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> write that down on the on the schedule. No, that is definitely yes. dope as hell, and that's mm-hmm. super amazing, especially during this time. You're saying like you during quarantine and the social for distancing. People? Don't a pen, don't a pen, don't a press. That is that is high quality. That's how you know you're a vibe. In the middle, when people are out here trying to put money, and they still give it. That is great. Yeah, I mean, I just felt it on my heart to do it. I woke up March thirteenth, twenty twenty. And I just kind of had it on my heart to do it. And I knew, I know, you know, coming up as an artist in Baltimore, it's not easy. You know what I mean? To be a creative. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't cool when I, like, I don't know if it's cool now, but it wasn't cool when I was coming up, like, to be an artist. Like, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's definitely the, it's definitely socially more acceptable now. It's the the end thing to do. Because it's like, everyone wants to be in the other Mm -hmm. category, like, and be different, so to speak. So it's brought that to the forefront. Like, yes, all the artists are getting love, but then there are a lot of fake people, you know, mm-hmm. posing yeah. as artists. As, as artists, yeah, but see, <laughs> yeah. And that's like you were just saying, like it's now all, all of a sudden a cool thing is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And we, I just talked about this uh, last week with someone. I was like, you know, growing up, you never heard that you know being an artist or being creative right. is a career path you should right. go for. Now outside here, here of, we outside are. of just like mm-hmm. Hollywood industry, you know, yeah. after music, that's about. Right. As far as the artist's, you know, line stretched. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For most people. So it's, it, it is, it's, it's beautiful to see it. It's beautiful to see it. I'm happy to be a part of it. And I think raising that money last year definitely was a, a light shown, a light of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, people can pursue the things that they want to do and that we can dream. You know what I mean? Because I know tons, dozens, hundreds of people. I helped people in Baltimore, in New York, in New Jersey, in California, Arizona. There were so many people so just great. that through social media I was able to yeah. reach. The power of um, it. And the power of just your voice. You know what I mean? Just when you speak up for something that you really believe in mm-hmm. and so even from raising that money um there's always a ripple effect there's always a butterfly effect you're always paying it for it anytime you have you know something where you're being kind or generous mm-hmm. and so just about two weeks ago I was able and this another piece that I wrote for Maryland Matters where I have a column at and so I wrote about the fact that I was able to testify for a bill to get some relief funds for artists in Baltimore so there's I did, like I saw that, yeah. did you see that one oh, so I it just continues to go and so I'm just happy to be able to support the arts and culture ecosystem in Baltimore to myself. Shout out know. to all my musician friends. Yeah, yes. no, shout, shout, shout out to everybody. Right. All around. Shout out to the today. Yeah, I mean, right. be at the open mics every week who be sitting, you know what I'm saying, on the street, all the street artists and all of that, like, all of that is to be appreciated with, yes. regardless of what level you're at, whether you're getting paid yes. for it or not, like, you are literally, your art is worthy. No one can tell you what it's supposed to look mm-hmm. like. Yeah, because I, I just don't like that. I don't, you know? yeah, I don't. I don't like nothing about it. Yeah, we <laughs> I don't like nothing about that. But um, you you seem to be a very well-rounded person, somebody who is very giving and and quick to do things outside of yourself. Is there somebody that is in your life or was in your life that inspired you to be so giving or shown you, you know, how to move in that like type of manner? I think it's I think it's just a culmination of so many things in my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I. I, as a person, have always been a very kind person. I've always been a very, like, friendly person. And so it's not easy being a friendly person either in this oh, world. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's such a cold and hard place, or it can be, and it can feel that way. Mm-hmm. And when you are, when you have a propensity to give, when, you, when you're when you just poised to do it, because God has given you that mm-hmm. ability, um, it can be difficult. So there are times where I'm like, I don't want to give anything because I feel hurt by people and I feel hurt you know like I'm not getting it back or I don't have the right Mm. people in my life to make sure that I'm having reciprocal energy um, because you know you can deplete yourself and so I think throughout my life there's been so many people but I'll name three Um, and the first person is my father who passed away when I was in middle school due to a cocaine overdose and it Mm. was just unbeknownst to me because I had no idea that he struggled with addiction yeah right and so that really um it brought back a memory to me this week because when DMX, um, when they broke the yeah. news about DMX oh gosh, and his yes, um, overdose, was, was... I said, wow, he's in his 50s, just like my father was. And, you know, DMX was somebody who 
often in his music kind of talks to us about expressing our feelings yeah. and telling our own stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my father always walked in his own story. Um, even though I didn't know about his addiction, he was one of the most bubbly, kind people. Um, you know, I'm originally from the Bronx, so when you're in a big city like that, for him to walk down the street and for everybody to know him right. and for everybody to be like, yo, Spongy, like that was his nickname. I so. love that. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I love so, that. My dad's shaky. Shaky? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he was just one of those people who always walked in his light and always was very kind to people. And so he was one of the first people that I think I ever saw, you know, be that way. Yeah. And, you know, and if I'm talking about my dad, I have to talk about my mother. Like, I just, I love family and I love to, you know, even though family isn't always perfect, Right. um (laughs) i know i know where i come from and now that you know i'm turning 30 this year a lot of people think i'm older than that but shout out to 30 um and i i think a lot about the fact that you know my family are the people who made me and my mother is another very kind-hearted person i would not be the person i am today without leslie denise davis she is just a glorious that's a name Um, that's a nice name it it flows well it felt good. So shout out to her. She she's always definitely kept in my heart in in my mind that I need to be a kind person and that I should be giving mm-hmm. and she's giving to me. You know she's watching my kids even right now. Beautiful. Shout so, out to you, mom. Shout out to you. Nice keep on giving. Because it is a nice day. I've been like uh uh-uh. uh. I'm, I'm you had to take it like... with you. Tell her turn some cartoons on or something. They be all right. Literally. Put them on the side. Okay. So yes. you said your dad, your your mom, and yes, and. I have to give honor to God. You know what I mean? I would Lord. not, again, Only Trinity. be who I am without God. You know, there are so many situations, you know, where I've had life, breath, and health, you know, just seeped into me when I felt I didn't deserve it or when I was just felt like I was at my last. And mm-hmm. even yesterday, I had a moment where... I walked into a Royal Farms and I had a broke down crime because in 2012 I was selling milk and cigarettes at Royal Farms mm-hmm. and now I get to write for a living. I get to do exactly what all I love. I jumped from all the things I wanted to do, yeah. all the things I thought about that I never thought were possible at this, even this level, even at the local level to be so loved in Baltimore and loved yeah. by a city. By your that, people, your community. By my community. It means so much to me. So I just had to stop. I, I, I'm a crier. So. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's okay. No, we, we, I was watching it. I was, so I, I did you watch it? it? Yeah, okay. I did watch it. Oh, my God. I thought it was very interesting. You were kind of talking about essentially the art of saying no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that a lot more people need to perform on a daily basis. Yes. And it feels very much like when we have attachments to people mm-hmm. and to things, we feel obligated to them we in do. that regard. We do. And it's like, ah! Right. It, makes <laughs> feel like, it makes you feel like, like, am I a horrible person for saying like, no? You're <laughs> literally not. And I just made a tweet yesterday, and I'm going to continue to talk as I pull it up because I want to read it verbatim. Go on I just ahead. made a post on Twitter yesterday, and it went viral um, because you're not a bad person. This is what I said. You're not a bad person for saying yes and then figuring out you can't. Right. And so I know that, you know, saying no is hard. And especially for me, like I have all those attachments and organizations and people that begin to rely on you. And Mm -hmm. even when you start something is, you know, as generous as a fund or, you know, you're just giving back to community, whatever it is, it could be food, it could be clothing, it could be a plant drive. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. People begin to look at you as someone as a light. You know what I mean? And it it becomes hard to then when people come to you to say, hey, like, I really you know, I need you for this. And now you're like, okay, it's great to be wanted, but it's also, it's better to practice self-preservation and know like when to say no. Yeah. Major keys, y'all. Major. (laughs) Major Major. keys. Major keys. Because I am definitely one of those people. Like, I I feel like in in a, as far as energy goes, I give out a lot of energy to a lot of people. And don't get me wrong, I, I get a lot of it back. Like, it, Cup don't go, you know, but but so low, like because I am surrounded by a lot of people who are as giving as I am. But sometimes I do have a tendency of saying yes to things outright simply because of who the person is or the relationship that we have. Or maybe I just really fuck with whatever your idea is or I see your potential. And I so I'm eager to want to help. And then at some point I sit back and I'm like, I got 30,000 things on my plate. Now, why did I say I was going to do that? Like right, and you don't now you don't want to renege, like you don't want to be the renigger. Yeah, you know, but like you know, you don't want to be the renigger. Like you don't want to be the renigger. 
don't want to be that person. So it's no. like, how do you, how do you find honestly the courage, really, yeah, to to tell people no, like, right? I mean. I have these, and and these moments are few and far in between because I work so much, I do so much. Mm-hmm. But even just yesterday, I had to have a conversation with like somebody who is starting out, like having an, having to start a new organization, and is kind of just kind of trying to wayfind and looking for people to be alongside mm-hmm. them in their journey. And I've done that so many times. I'm good at it. I know I'm good at it. But you have to kind of look at your your time and be realistic. You know, you only have 24 hours in a day. You already know you're stressed, that you might need a, a right. break. You just kind of have to know yourself and check in with yourself more than you check in with other people. Oh, you know what I that's mean? That's it. That's a good one. That's the one right there. Because, like, the <laughs> I'm always checking in with other people and just right. looking beyond myself. But if I take time and I really look at myself, I know that same energy that you put into people. You know when you feel good when you do something? Like, I'm one of those people where mm-hmm. when I do a good deed, I'm smiling, yeah. I'm joyful. I'm just happy about it, and I'm I'm glad I was able to give to somebody else. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you kind of feel bitter because you're like, oh, I'm not getting it back, or like, whatever. What? Yes. <laughs> but so you gotta kind of save when you start to feel that. You gotta save yeah, that. I, 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 you gotta save I, I, it for yourself, it. like right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel that like when you when you're so used to doing, it's just like, well, damn, I'm steady doing. What's somebody gonna mm-hmm. do for me? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, doing <laughs> for you is taking time off. Listen, okay, I'll be quick. I'll be like, uh-uh, I ain't going nowhere. This whole weekend, I ain't, I ain't going nowhere. No, listen, I am there. I am there. Who I am I finally today? got there. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm calling out of work. Mm-hmm. I No, I'm not sick. Yeah. Okay. I just want to come. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to give y'all my energy today. Right. I simply don't. I'd I rather be writing. I don't want to talk to people. Exactly. I sit in my That's room how I felt today. watch yeah. like, like, the problem <laughs> like, went out in my block. I was like, oh, she was like, you can come in the office. Uh-uh. I, I, I got to go creative. I'm going to go do some schoolwork, work on something for the podcast. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I right. wanna um I wanna backtrack right quick because okay. we didn't we didn't do this originally. Yeah. So usually at the beginning of the episode we do check ins. Check ins. Okay. Um <laughs> so for this episode, what I want us to do with the check in, I want you guys to well, we're all gonna do it. Everybody lists three things internally that they love about themselves and three external things that they love about themselves. Okay. Anybody wanna go first? You just swipe that on real quick. See, this is what, <laughs> this is stuff I be talking about. See, y'all hear this live, right? live and in color of how our relationship is. She stays bringing something on me from the but left. But you love yourself. Okay. Did you want to go first? Um, <clears throat> I love my smile. Okay. I, uh, I had to grow there, really, honestly. Okay. Um, my smile. I don't want to. Uh, I don't know, girl. You, uh. you, no, you got to know. This is the point. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, external, external. All right, my smile. My eyes, um, and I'm growing. I'm growing to love my hair, so I'm currently locking. Okay. Um, so I'm growing. That that journey for me is is a journey. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> you never realize. You never. I feel like I never really fully paid attention to how much we judge ourselves off our looks, but I also know like this life journey is like really, it's it's putting me in a space of loving myself more, and it's also of like. I feel more connected. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my real times of needs, not like, oh, Lord, I need an answer. Like, when I'm down on my last crying and I need an answer, it's like, I'll ask for it. And then five, ten minutes later, I'm, I'm peaceful. Yeah. Peaceful like it's not happening. So I'm like, let me just keep on. As much <laughs> as I want to extend. Yeah. You know, so um, my locks are definitely uh, the, the third and final. But um, internal, um, I am starting to love the fact that I'm just doing what I'm out here doing, doing it. Like, I'm doing whatever makes me happy. Like, I feel like I started that kind of late in life, Um, maybe like around 18. I'm like, I started at 18, then it's like, okay, I I was like stagnant. Mm -hmm. And then like come 24, 25, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not doing nothing I like. I'm out here doing it. I'm taking risks. Right. Let's be out here. Um, uh, To my creativity, I feel like with the podcast and my own ventures that I'm having on my on my side is like it's just like it's gonna keep coming. Yeah. And my last um and I guess this is like a, a love hate type thing, but I love that I'm an empath. Cause it's easy for me to tell. Like I can tell what's wrong, but it's like mm-hmm. I can't always I can't always oh run God. to help you. <laughs> like I can't run to help you. Like I love that I'm an empath. I can tell what's wrong because it helps me be in touch and intuitive with people and the energy in the room. But at the same time, it's like if that energy is off, it's like oh my god, I feel it. Like I, I want to leave. Yeah. So yeah, if that's what you get. I still get right, into that. I love it. No, no, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> you know. Hold on, let me use that. Now, okay. now she wanna. <laughs> Look, I'm like, I put myself last. Dre, those were beautiful picks. Thank you, I thank think you. for me, 
Um, internally, you know, I love that I have a good heart. And I love that I'm just inherently a very kind person, very giving. Um, but it's also a double-sided thing, kind of mm-hmm. like what Dre was talking about. Um, I think internally I also love... I love that I'm a sexual person, and I think anybody who follows me on social media can tell that that is another very outward, like, it's not necessarily a personality trait. It's just something. It's just something. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. And then I would say another internal thing that I really love is I love that I'm a nurturer. You know, I love to grow things, and I love to watch people grow. I love to mm-hmm. watch things grow, ideas grow. So um, I love that about myself. And I think physically, um, I really love my dimples. Um, I really love my eyes as well. And I love my hands because I have my grandmother's hands. And every time I look at my hands, I, it reminds me of my grandmother. Oh, that's great. That is beautiful. That is. I don't even want to go no more. I probably would cry if I had my grandmother's hands every day. Like, oh. All day. I ain't looking like rogue. Just just put gloves on. You are dumb. Um, okay, so it's my turn, right? Okay. Um well, I'll start with exterior. Exterior, I really love my face. <laughs> the <Indeed>. whole face. And <laughs> too. Then I used to I used to really like when I was a kid, I really used to be like not ashamed of my head, but I was just like, wow, my head's really round. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm just like it's really circular like like the circumference on this thing is crazy like I really used to you felt like that. I used to well. felt I used to feel like that like okay. I don't I didn't like it I don't yeah. know why I felt like I look a lollipop I don't know I don't really care for it but <laughs> you grew into it is what you say I grew into it I grew okay. into it and yeah it's like my face is very symmetrical and I I'm in love with all of my features now you know what I'm saying and that's beautiful with the glasses and all because I didn't wear glasses as a kid mm-hmm. so I love I love it I love all of what's happening up here mm-hmm. um other than that I don't know I guess I like. Like, <laughs> you gotta check in. You know, I'm like I'm, I'm checking in with myself right now. Like, right. Hey, what do you like? Um, my boobs are cool. They're I was cool. the titties be titty. I wasn't going to say because it's your titty. answer. It's you your, your yeah. We're gonna go face, here. boobs, vagina. <laughs> right there. Period. Face, boobs, vagina. Boom. Okay, listen. Set in stone. Um, internally, I'd say I really enjoy my sense of humor. Like, as you can see, I clearly can't not make a joke, even if it's at my own expense, usually at my own expense. (laughs) Like, and yeah, because I I feel like that allows me to find the joy in everything. Like, I don't take too much too serious. Okay. So it's kind of like, I'm not too bothered. Like, there are a lot of things that could bother me in a day that I don't because I'm just like, ha, ha. Yeah. I see <laughs> yes, I can see. What you trying to you try to get me? You try? No, no, no. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say my sense of humor. Okay. Um, I, I, I guess I'd say my brain. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think I like. I love my thought process. Even though I'm a overthinker, I pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And uh, like how you were saying, that helps me like connect with people because I pay a lot of attention to body language and mm-hmm. you know the inflections in a person's voice, and that's mm-hmm. probably also because I was the only child spent too much time alone. I'm so when I child. get around, yeah, so now I get around people, <laughs> I analyze them like yeah. not on purpose, but right. it's a helpful trait, you know, yeah. to have. And third, I guess I'm on the nurturing side. Part of me doesn't want to admit that because I low-key yeah. don't want to have children. Um, and that's more so just yeah. out, of, out of fear. <laughs> fear for me, feel for them. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know how that would go. I don't know how great of an experience that would be. I'm going to let y'all in on a secret. Nobody ever knows how it's going to go. Yeah. That's what scares me. It, it, okay, <laughs> like, listen. That's the what unknown. I don't like. <laughs> that's the, 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 the unknown, unknown man. Okay. So, mm-hmm. question before we move forward. So, right. since we just all, you know, for it, like, comes to, like, realize we're all, we're only the only child. Yeah. Do well, you you're feel not like anymore. I was well, a child. I had 21 years away. But I'm on some. Okay, that, that didn't even my, that ain't my child. Good. That's my daughter at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> but <laughs> do you think that plays a part in, like, 
how you nurture people while you feel the need. Like, do you feel like you spend a lot of time by yourself? And now it's just like, oh, okay, well, now I'm old enough and I'm gonna, I'm out in the world. I wanna, all these things that I've worked on by myself and I learned on my yeah. own. I'm ready. Do you feel like that's what makes you do those things? Absolutely. I think it definitely plays a part. I think I spend a lot of time by myself, but also, like, you know, I always had best friends, I always had yeah. cousins. Um, but there's always, in my in my entire life, there are always these periods of time where I have just solitude, where, like, for some reason, all my friends fall off, or for some reason, like, I just am by myself, yeah. or, like, I don't have a boyfriend, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so I think, like we talked about earlier with self-preservation, I think as an only child, you learn to kind of be by yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that skill. A lot of people are codependent. And I think and this pandemic showed it. Say that last line one more time. A lot of people are codependent. Um, and as that the pandemic definitely did bring that to the forefront. You know, a lot of people can't exist without without somebody else or other people. Um, and I think I can. I really do love people, though. I do. Um, but I also, do. sometimes I'm like, eh. I can leave it. I, yeah. <laughs> right. Especially when people want to act up. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to act up, you want to act stupid. Yeah, you can do oh, that yeah. over there. You want to hurt my feelings or, like, just, yeah. Yeah, you can go on a blacklist, block. <laughs> Very quickly, I, yeah. oh, I block hoes. Okay. I'll be the first one I leave a place. for a lot of guys, though, but... We ain't going to talk about that. Yes, <laughs> girl, we not, because I'm there with you, okay? We, going. <laughs> we ain't going to talk about that. I'm glad y'all on the same page, because I'm in another book. Right, I'm basically the dude. It's like, <laughs> like, I'm essentially... Yeah, I have a problem. It's like <laughs> opposite. Okay. Like, I feel like... I don't like the idea of codependency so much. Yeah. So you that make people dependent on you. I don't like it. Like I don't get as attached. Yeah. Like it's very hard for me to attach myself to other people. It's not hard for me. Sadly. I don't know. You be, I'm a you run, be, I'm a runner. <laughs> you're running your tracks. I'm a runner. <laughs> like, <laughs> because we don't. It doesn't get too deep because I typically I probably slide on out of that thing. One yeah. time when I feel it's getting hot. I hate y'all. Because, <laughs> yeah, no. Absolutely. I don't know. Well, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out, though. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, we'll it's somewhere it down, down the line. It's going to come together. I cannot. But <laughs> So what was, like, your first moment when it was just like, this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. This is... What was your very first moment in realizing that? Hmm. My very first moment realizing, you know, that I was kind of meant to be who I'm supposed to be right now is I would say it was pre-2015. I don't know what year it was exactly. Mm-hmm. Actually, 2008, um, I had gotten expelled from high school and when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, I was like in the grown-up world and I just was doing grown-up things, like yeah. going to open mics. And in 2008, I went to my first open mic. And so one of my best friends, you know, even to this day, um, we still, you know, we still wrap up literally with him last week. Um, he was hosting the open mic and it was the first time I ever saw expression at the front of a room like happening and and noticing how valuable it was for people to be able to tell their stories and Mm -hmm. to do their poems or their raps or whatever it was and he was just so charismatic at the front of the room I didn't know if I was in love with him or the open (laughs) mic the idea (laughs) and I think anybody who's come to an open mic or has come to any vibe like that knows that feeling where you're just enveloped by the room and so I think that was one of the first moments where there are many others because I've always been into performance art you know mm-hmm. I did that as a child that did many things so um but that was one of the first moments like that kind of led up to me being inspired to be who I am today that's great mm-hmm. that's great I like that that vibe my very first so my very first open mic was like years ago um I believe it's like the organic organic soul, soul yes yeah and uh oh my god my first one I think it was like somewhere downtown in the middle and I just was like I was stuck <laughs> I, was, I was like 16 or 17 yeah. I was just like yo this is it this yeah. is this is this is where I belong I don't know who these people are yes. but organic soul used to be it like they even no matter where they were mm-hmm. everybody went like always they were like downtown they were in Dundalk at one point in time yeah. then they were at Motor House at one point in time yeah. I feel like they, I've been to open mics and still to this day 
there is nothing like nothing organic matches soul. the energy of of organic soul. And shout out to Olu Butterfly who yes. founded oh. that, and she's a really good friend and also a, a member at the Impact Hub where um, I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also in that new film that TT the artist did, um, Dark City Beneath the Beat, that'll be on Netflix. I think. Yeah, so so is a friend of the podcast. Yeah. Right? Yes. So yeah. I'm definitely excited about that for for just her image and just you know she's yeah. done so much for the city, but organic soul. Yeah, she it, she brings out so many people. Um, oh, the one particular night I was there, Femi was there, of course. Mm-hmm. Like he's always there, and um, Teresa Songbird. Oh yeah, Songbird yeah. was there. The um, I'm black, like the I black know exactly who you're Babe, Oh, I still about. got a, that. That's in the cloud. Her poem. <laughs> Love she has this, it's just a song it's actually one of her songs that she performed yeah it's in my iCloud I have, no matter what gotta get deleted that video is not getting deleted yeah I she that. is like I don't know she's the presence of a room like I, I when, totally when, would know what you're talking about yeah like yeah. She, she's fire yeah that's amazing that's yeah. amazing also yeah shout out to Illustrate yeah as well um, dancer yes yeah, we, everybody knows everybody him. knows yeah, he's also that's, in the movie as like, well. He, yes. Yeah, but yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to everybody that's a part of that. Um, that's like, that's amazing. That's amazing for the city. That's amazing for everybody involved. Yeah. That's amazing for everybody black. Like, it is. Yes. It's just like it's so many. It's so much talent, and for I don't know. It's just something about all this raw, organic talent coming to one, coming in one, and making this thing livable. This this making it come to life. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't think people actually get that. Like the your story is important. It's valuable. Your story today and ten years is gonna mm-hmm. help somebody get to where you were. It's gonna push somebody. Absolutely. And I just be loving when people be like, "Yo, I don't care. You gonna get the nasty, the ugly, the truth, mm-hmm. and we gonna put this all together and we gonna see where it go." Yeah. And especially creatives, like I feel like it's really hard to get like all creatives in one space and get in one direction for somebody to be able to do that. Oh, baby, that's yeah. talent. That's talent. talent right there. It's absolutely talent. Because all these ideas from this one person, this one person, we working with, if we working with 10 people, right. mm-hmm. and these 10 people got 10 ideas, what? Exactly. Yeah. And I got about three people in my head alone. Uh, hello. There's <laughs> a lot oh, happening. So oh, there's a, there's a complete writer's yeah. room sitting in my head. Like, you know that yeah. episode of Spongebob where he's yes. like throwing away all the files? Yes. Yeah. Like, Because they were trying to look for like the high room and make up a private That's me trying to find yes. something in my head. Literally. I definitely remember that episode. That is exactly <laughs> how that looks. Um, but being as we were talking about that, what does, yeah. what does your writing process look like you know yeah. what, what's that setup give us the give us the feng shui set us up what is yeah, going on absolutely so like i i will i'll talk about what my writing processes look like over the past year because before okay. prior to that it did look a lot different right when i was writing poetry um i like to say you know for anything i'm creating i have to live a little bit in between like creating things yes. so like yeah. um and a lot <laughs> of times when i was writing poetry that living a little bit meant sleeping with people or being in toxic relationships or mm-hmm. whatever because a lot of my stuff was about love and relationships yeah. um, and that really fueled it. So sometimes I'd just be in the back of an Uber, you know, writing a poem down and it would just be like the best thing. But now that I'm like writing essays and articles, it's a lot different. Um, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic when we were, you know, kind of forced into our rooms and into our homes mm-hmm. and we just had all that uncertainty around us, um, I spent a lot of time in my bedroom. And my bedroom, I have lots of plants, just to set the scene for you, I have lots of plants in my bedroom, um, lots of daylight. Um, I like to keep my bed against the wall. I have, like, a TV table that I have in my room, and that's usually where I put my laptop at. And it's the perfect height. And I also have this cute little couch, and I sit there. I used to sit there early in the morning. Sometimes I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's when a lot of my good ideas come out. It's the nighttime. Something happens in the night. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For sure. When my house is quiet and no one is up, original thought is is so easy for original thought to come out when you're not talking to anybody else. When you're just being quiet and when you're with yourself and nobody else's ideas are penetrating yours. Um, And so that's a lot of times you know, what my writing process might look like. Um, And I do a lot of research. It's a lot of making sure that what I'm saying is factual Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that I'm putting resources into things that I'm writing so that people understand. Because I know that... um, you know, I've always been a really, like, intelligent person. Not to toot my horn. <laughs> but toot. But a toot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But also, like, I'm not an academic person, right? Yeah, so right. I, I'm just now, like I said, uh, I don't know if we talked about this already, but I'm just now getting to Maryland Institute College of Art where I'll be yes. graduating with my yes. Master's of Arts yeah, I, I, in I, I social design that. in May. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. 
But prior to that, I'm always just kind of a scholar of the world, you know, right. learning from people, learning from the things that I'm learning from. So I think it's important to kind of support those facts, even though I know them. I know right. that everybody's not on my level and I'm not trying to be condescending to people who are not. It's just more so about teaching and making yeah. sure that you're not leaving people behind and that you're not, you know, being condescending. Like if I if I say a word and somebody don't understand, I'm like, let me explain it to you or, you know, whatever like exactly. that. So not like Go mm-hmm. look it up. Not go look it up. <laughs> because know? that's not conducive to anything. At, at all. At no. all. That, so. was, that, was, that was a great answer. And I love you setting the scene because I honestly was there in my head already. <laughs> I was there. I was there with you. And I feel like, see, that's people don't understand. Like, that, that's, what make, that's what makes the world go round. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's important, too, that how you like talked about fact-checking, even if it's things that you know to be true. Right. Because I feel like for a lot of, a lot of writers, and this was me, too, like in my like college days, because I wrote for my school paper in Fallsburg. Yeah. And sometimes it was hard for me when things were like, I'd say emotionally triggering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was harder. Like it was kind of it was double edged because it was like, oh, yeah, I got a lot to say about this topic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like this is this is not this is not my blog. Yeah. So it can't be my personal feeling. Like even if my feeling is true, <laughs> somebody else got to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else needs to feel this way as a well. Somebody has quote, to support quote, it. Credible source. Exactly. Exactly. Even though know. I know I'm the most credible source. Exactly. <laughs> OK. I have made the and, and there are some editors like in the writing world who will allow you to put your own voice in there. And a lot of people, especially locally, because of, like, the respect that I've gained will allow me to say I think instead of saying, yeah. like, people think or, right. yeah. you know, or pe- according to. people may say or according to, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's fire. Yeah. Just to get to that, I was like, look, I said I, this. I, what I said. I said. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Mary had little Did you, That just made me think of the guy, the video of the guy that was in court. I forget the situation. <laughs> yes. I saw the... <laughs> The interview, he was in court and the prosecutor was asking him questions. I guess there was a video of him and yeah. the guy was like, did you say, you know, that That's you were going to hit this man? Um, uh, case. It's a George Floyd yeah, case. They, oh, okay. Yeah, the guy was like, did you say you were going to hit this man? He was like, is that what I said in the video? And the man was like, he was like, that's what it sounds like. He said, well, well, that's, that's what, what I said. Like, every question he was like... That's what I said. Why no, but like me? they like, understand, they understand the assignment. Any witness that's well, on that stand is given the prosecutor. Yeah, he was like, "That's the what I business. said," and well, they tried to be like, as they should. What did he ask him? He was like, "So can you can you confirm? You know, you you were getting angrier and angrier." And he was like, "No, I was getting more and more sure about what the situation was and what it was going to be. I wasn't. You're not going to put anger." Wow. You're not going to make yeah, me out to be angry. Crazy. Like, no, I wasn't angry. And these are the people who killed him? So these are no, like, these are like witnesses, oh, witnesses. People that were like yeah. around. Okay. Kinda, yeah, he was like yelling at the cop, like yeah, telling him to like, stop, calling him names and shit. And mm-hmm. they were asking him about the names okay. he was calling him. It's like, you're being condescending and fucking. Yeah. So did you see the new one? It's another one with like the EMT. So now the EMT, he was like, one of the questions was like, <laughs> um, were you, basically, I think he was like, you so you, what you were saying is that you wanted such and such uh whatever the guy's name the cop is you wanted him to perform um CPR he was like well i'm pretty sure that such and such state police should be able to right do that basic first aid he was he was like you know regular people can do first aid they these people right. are giving this prosecutor the business and as they should i i believe it yeah, <laughs> so where where did Baltimore's godmother come from? Let's let's get there. Yeah, yeah. Is this self proclaimed or was this given it, over? I feel it. <laughs> I, I feel it a hundred percent. People, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's given that. I am. <laughs> I think I I think I said it first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are some people who said, "Oh no, I said it to you first And there's a couple people who <laughs> are claiming, claiming it. it. <laughs> but I I I'm gonna say it's self proclaimed. Like I yeah. think. I came, I, I say godmother because, you know, a godparent in general, right, is somebody who takes care of a child or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that might look like. It could be a boy, a girl, gender nonconforming human or whatever. Oh, we love um, inclusive. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so when you, when you assign a godparent, it's somebody who's going to be there for that child should something happen to the parent. And in a lot of ways, Baltimore is a motherless child. Baltimore is a city that people don't look after. Baltimore is a city that, you know, has had many of its parents die and many mm-hmm. of its 
um, elders, you know, go on before they could, you know, pass on information to younger generations so that we can continue a lot of the good work that has already started in the city. And, you know, there are people and women that I think about, like B. Gaddy, who, you know, Mm -hmm. fed people in Baltimore for years. And there's plenty of elders I could absolutely name who have been doing the work already. Um, But I think it was really important that, like, this generation, like the millennials and even Gen Z after me, um, you know, have some sort of a guidance. And so I felt Godmother was befitting. It is. Very, very much so. Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) So Let's let's go. You are graduating this year. So what, that's Mm -hmm. looking like this month or next month? Next month in May. Oh, how exciting. How do you feel? You okay? We love. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. And social design. Social design, yes. Oh, so for the people, let's let's elaborate on that. What exactly is social design? Let's talk about social design. So a lot of what I've already been doing is social design. When you're going into communities and you see that there's a need or a gap in what's happening, and you're able to create or design something that the community needs. But you're not just going in and, you know, a lot of times with what you'll see with, like, large corporations, organizations, white-led things, um, we know know how colonizers Mm -hmm. act. Mm -hmm. They love to come into something and say, they'll come into a block like this, you know, and they'll go... That's why my house blew. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take those paint colors, for instance. They won't ask. They won't say, do you like blue? Do you like yellow? Not do you all. think that these blocks need to be these colors? Yeah. They'll just come in and do it. And so what a social designer does is come in and ask questions and apply a process. Um, and we like to call that a double diamond for people. You could just look it up. Look up human-centered design. Look up double diamond. All of those things. And I also have plenty of articles about this process. Mm-hmm. But you'll just come in and ask questions and kind of like synthesize with and alongside community instead of just slapping paint on something right. that nobody needed. Right. Like, this, not what, this not what we asked for. <laughs> Didn't need it. <laughs> Didn't need it. Like, Didn't need it. There, there's literally food deserts in the city, things happening, you know, just violence, all of this. And they'll be like, a mural. And it's that'll like, that'll do it. That'll do right, it. That'll fix it all. So you hire a social designer or somebody like me, a community organizer, however you identify, to kind of come in and make sure that those kinds of haphazard problem-solving things are not happening. Social design. Good. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, y'all. Right. That was that was great. <laughs> now that I I feel like I've never heard of that. Me either. Like I didn't know that was even. I like, said for the people, I feel like but I it was knew for me that too. was a thing, yeah. but like I didn't know there was a title right for said thing. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a thing. It's a newer term because okay. people are just figuring out that they need it. Yeah. Like they're kinda like, Oh, we can't just kinda go into these things and just haphazardly do them. I'm glad that you know glad I mean? people are waking up to see that. Absolutely. <laughs> so it it's a newer program at Micah, like as far as like Micah goes, because it's a really old school. Yeah. I think the program was only a little over ten years old. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm happy to be there and I um my being there actually inspired two other black women that I know to go next year and they just got accepted two weeks ago so I'm very excited for them too love to hear okay. it let's 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 <laughs> talk <laughs> to the ladies um yes being as though you just said that I you do speak a lot I, I literally just was reading your tweet about um yeah. it was like uh when I get drunk I'm definitely going to be complimenting black women oh yes. yeah <laughs> that's oh my god me. yes I'd be like damn girl I, she goes to the bathroom so she I mean, in for 20 minutes I'd be like what <laughs> that's like one of my favorite pastimes like yeah. it's one of my favorite things to why do. Not, like, though, and, Dr- and Dre knows this I have a poem called The Girl's Room and it's okay. literally about an experience I had in a bathroom yeah. we had a whole poetry slam Yeah, literally in the bathroom oh. like I was in there just talking to a friend about nervous about performing this yeah. is probably like early on I, I wasn't I hadn't really performed in front of people yet and I was telling her mm-hmm. and she's like spit something right now just go ahead nobody yeah. in here and I'm like girl I'm not about to be mm-hmm. <laughs> not doing no poem in the bathroom like right. what the hell so I started doing it and then out of nowhere I hear like yes girl the whole time it was a girl 
in the stall the oh entire my time. goodness and she comes out and she's like you're so good my friend is a is a poet too and she walks oh. out and she's like I'm gonna go get her and she really left and, and came back and brought her friend and oh like she gosh. starts performing and like other girls are coming in and we were at game and you know okay. we've never been to game the bathroom in there has like a bench in there like super wide oh, mirror wow. countertop so we in here like just chilling, chilling in here crazy. having I've never heard this story an entire like <laughs> really I've never I've never heard the story. We had an entire session in there, and the next day that I went to work, the one girl actually worked with me, and I had never oh, met her never, the entire time. And one of the other girls was my neighbor's girlfriend. Wow! <laughs> and I was just like, Spons like he hit more. me on Snapchat and was like, "Is that my girlfriend?" He was like, "That's my girlfriend." How y'all know each other? I was like, "I don't know her." Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> were just so crazy. We were like, we were fun. just in um the in the bathroom. In the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, we were just in the bathroom. I love that. But I, I, I said all that to yeah. say, what, not what do you think is important, but what would you think, what would you say is like your favorite thing about black women? Being yeah. a black woman and experiencing them. Hmm. My favorite thing about black women, I, first of all, first and foremost, we're just beautiful. Um, black women are just unparalleled as far as like looks, aesthetic, um, style, grace. Um, influence, you know, all of those things. Like, we literally make the world go round. People look at us and they want to be us. They want to they wanna have skin like us, mm-hmm. period, whether it's period, the color, the texture, the hair that goes out of our scalps, our elbows, our knees, the back of our Come knees, on, okay, listen. Okay. Crack of my ass. Okay. Crack of my ass. My pussy. Everything. everything. Everybody wants it. Everybody wants to be in it. It's it's just an unparalleled thing to be a black woman and to love a black woman. Um, and a lot of people sleep on loving a black woman properly. And properly. So, you know, but, you know, just as we as we strive for that correction in that in that line of loving black women, um, you know, we'll accept it. And we're graceful. Mm-hmm. We are very graceful, very forgiving. Um, but, yeah, those are my favorite things about black women. Uh, I'm going to want to go. Oh, I didn't. If you would like no, to, wanna, go ahead. I want to go. You wanna, I would love for you to go feel? too. Oh, um, go ahead, go I'm ahead. not a black woman, clearly. <laughs> um, but I, I love the 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 drive that black women have. Black women have, in, in America have so much drive, and it's just like they all black women are always the forefront in, mm-hmm. in a protest. And uh, no, we gonna get this right. And regardless if they like black women are like you know like people say the the worst treated women people in the world, mm-hmm. but they still gonna fight. They still gonna pick it up. I'm not saying this is yeah. wrong. This is right. But I just love the fact. Just like I can take this back burner for the betterment of my community. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for that back burner to right. no longer be a back burner. Yeah, absolutely. Like that. That's my favorite thing. It's the energy for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the energy. Like, it's literally the energy. If there's a black woman in the room, I'm, I feel so much better about life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have the notice girl from a canopy. Mm. I just feel a lot more secure in my space and being able to fully be myself mm-hmm. seeing this other woman who looks like me in this space. And, like, I'm a cashier, you know, right now, and... Literally, I have this guy comes in all the time, and he's from London. Mm-hmm. White guy. He's from London, and he's just like, I love coming in here. Because most of the staff is majority black women. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 90% black women. Right. So he loves It's it probably there. all of three <laughs> Caucasian people in the entire store. <laughs> right. And he was just like, it's something. He was like, you know, when I get rung, rung up by, by white people, it doesn't, it don't hit like this. It don't. <laughs> He was like, I have, be- I have the best experience with right. black women in public, regardless of what the scenario is. If I if I come in contact with any stranger and it's a black woman, it's always top tier energy. Yeah. And that right there, you know, I love me an old. I love me old women. Okay, some old ladies be out here. <laughs> oh. I don't listen. <laughs> it it yeah, it definitely the aunties feels, be it doing it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so this is my this is my last question, and then okay. we're gonna get into the bucket questions. Bucket. Um. Benzo, everything we were just talking about about black women. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, and this is not even just about black women, but we'll keep it there since we're all there. Why do you think we have this like inherent nature to help men, even when they are terrible fucking people? Even when we are also drowning, why are we giving our life jacket to them? 
You know, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, really, I am it, it flabbergasted. Me. And, I, you know, I'd love to do it because, like, we talked about earlier, like, I'm a really kind person. So, you know, men, women, people, whatever, like, I I love to help people. But also, like, for men, you just get it. I think in love, this is when we, we get into the lines of talking about romanticism. romanticism. Yes. And it's just kind of like when you when you're in the romantic and you're in that politic of like loving someone being in love with them doing for them what you wouldn't do for anybody else because you enjoy spending your time with them mm-hmm. you you know what that vibe is between you two and no conversation no recollection no picture could ever really recreate what that feeling uh-huh. is and so i think a lot of times um you know we're chasing after that and you know but at the same time it doesn't mean that we have to or should give our life jackets, as you put it, you know, to them or to, to save them. Because a lot of times we're killing ourselves in, in yeah. even doing that, stressing ourselves out, shortening our lifespans and, you know, just doing ourselves a disservice of loving people who don't love us back, period. Ooh. Whether it's men or women or fucking kangaroos, we shouldn't children. do it. That's so wrong. I'm so glad. I'm supposed to say men, women, children. <laughs> Not the children. No, um, teach the children up. I have a, yes, that that's. I think I want to answer the question. <laughs> okay, answer go ahead. Okay. I think it's. Um, I feel like so many women do it because it's a stigma of something that's passed down generation to generation. I feel like it's a stigma where, like, don't get me wrong. As a black man, I do feel the 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 pressures of the world as you like navigate mm-hmm. outside. You're like, damn, I'm like, I got real anxiety just by I gotta walk to the store mm-hmm. i'm a black man you feel me but i think it's the stigma that it's passed down to generations like this is what you're supposed to do for your man and it's like mm-hmm. you know we it's so many stigmas and and bad things that were let's say generational things passed down that we're forgetting but why can't we seem to forget those that mm-hmm. thing like you like you like you just said you don't have to give your life jacket no. but i feel like that's one of the hardest things that people are finding to get rid of like right. of, amongst other things that's definitely like the bottom we're, hole we're of natural, the issues. We're natural. We're naturally nurturers. Yeah, you know. So it we want to take we want to take care of things, especially when it comes into the, the romantic sense. Mm-hmm. And like the the video we were watching earlier of the couple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that owned the food truck and the guy that they were renting from yeah. tried to pull a gun on oh. him and the the husband essentially held him mm-hmm. until the police came right. and his wife was basically saying like she when the police got there well before they even got there she didn't even want to call the police yeah. mm-hmm. like she was like more deathly afraid of the police showing up right. and shooting her husband than the man that he's oh. trying to restrain in this moment wow so she like he he literally had to beg her to call the police and she that said that when they crazy. got there, she stood outside and begged them, like, crying, like, please yeah. don't shoot my husband. Like, yeah. please, like, he's not in the wrong, like, pleading with them. And that, like, inherent fear that we mm-hmm. hold for our men mm-hmm. makes it so much harder to not want to, like, help yeah. them yeah. in any moments, even when they're mm-hmm. doing terrible stuff. Like, even I, when. It just doesn't. It doesn't mm-hmm. equate. Go ahead. What you were gonna say? No, I was just. I was agreeing. So it's just like bad. You could dog me out in, in straight public, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the idea you got a. You, I'm saying you a black yeah. man with a clean record, ain't never been to jail. You cussing mm-hmm. me out crazy in the middle of the street, but I'm still trying to calm you down because I know that if police show up or if any white woman cross the street and see how you're acting right now, mm-hmm. it is a rap for you. Exactly. Yeah, it is a complete rap. I don't know how to get out of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, we saw that in pop culture, you know, when Meg Thee Stallion got shot in the foot by Tory Lanez. Yeah. And, you know, when she when it first happened, she wouldn't even say that he did it. Mm-hmm. She held it in. Right. And we know that motherfucker did it. You know, know what I'm saying? And it's he like, got we little know man that. syndrome. We Come know on, we already know. So, you know, needless to say, yeah, even when black women are not protected, we're always protecting. Protecting. So. Well. Is it time for the bucket? It's it own bucket. It's time for no. boom bucket questions. Let's, let's do this thing. Shake, shake, shake. Shake it up real good. Shake, Sauce shake. it up. I did because I actually uh, shook the bag up. The you done bag. shook one out. I know. How do I know that was I, I see. That could have been a... It could have been with the one for it you. It could have been the one for me. I got one. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, that's going to be my one since it fell out. Okay, pass okay. me the bucket. Oh, I, I, I did, my bad. You just said, forget me. My bad. She don't need one. Imagine if it was popcorn in here. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Oh wow, that's, that's a, a sad one. Interesting one. You want to do another, another one? one? 
Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Y'all, I'm being a brat. No, Go ahead. It's, it's okay. the case of, now no triple dipping. <laughs> That's no, it. No, That's no it. triple dipping. <laughs> double dip, <laughs> but no triple dipping. Yeah, nah. You could get two scoops. All right, how you feel about this? <laughs> It's cool, it's cool. <laughs> right. It's cool, it's cool. Okay, are you cool enough to go first? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I just dipped in the bucket, y'all, and the question is, if you had to marry the last person you slept with, would you be happy? Oh, wow. <laughs> should I be answering? Uh, hey, yes, or, yeah, you should be you, answering. We all are going to answer. answer. So you're okay. not alone in this. okay. If I had to, if I had, no, no, I don't (laughs) think I would be, I don't think I, I don't know, like, he's really cool, he's a cool person, um, we've been friends, it's funny, I just sent him a text message this morning, you know, telling him I appreciated his friendship, because he's really been around through the whole pandemic, and Uh like, you know, he's been someone that I've been able to text consistently and talk to, and we just had sex for the first time, maybe like two weeks ago, um, so it, took a little while like mm-hmm. it didn't mm-hmm. and I thought because you know how you might be talking to somebody you flirting at first and yeah. stuff and you think it's gonna happen right off the bat and it just didn't it took yeah. some time um but I think we're probably better friends like I don't think that we should get married and I don't know if we would be happy in a marriage yeah um because we're not necessarily in love with one another or right. anything like that so well, I'm interested here with y'all sorry to that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, you go. You go. Um no, nah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> no, nah, fuck that bitch. So no, um no, I definitely feel like the last person I slept with. I wouldn't be happy due to the lifestyle. I'm like I'm big into creating a world together and not only mm-hmm. existing in your world. Um, I've done that for a long time and mm-hmm. dating and like I've only existed in that person's world. I have entirely too much going on in my own life to just like only exist in that world. And I know that's exactly where I would be with said okay. person. With that person. You thought my answer was gonna be long to give you some more time. No, I yeah. All right. Um I don't know. I I, I truly don't know. I will say I feel as though I would be well taken care of. Okay. Like, I think that he is a very kind person, Very seems very genuine, and it doesn't feel malicious. It doesn't feel like it's with ill intent or mm-hmm. you're doing it to get something out of me. Like, I okay. genuinely feel like he's here because he wants to be here and he enjoys my company. Um, so in that, I would say I'd be happy. Gotcha. But I'm simply just too indecisive to say yes or no. <laughs> like, yeah. Because yeah. that's a lot. That's very heavy. It looks like a long one. I want yours to go last. Okay, we need to go last. So, best meal of the day. Um, best yeah. meal of the brunch. Okay. <laughs> I love me a little br- a little day yeah. drunk. Okay, yeah. go out, get a little waffle, a little chicken, a little... All that. I love me a little yeah. a good brunch. And I then do love you, brunch. Then a little 3, 8, 3 p.m. you up text. <laughs> and I still got time to do whatever. And, Very much so. Okay, and then comes seven o'clock. I can be, I can be drunk again. I'm drunk again. I'm sleep by that time. If I'm day drinking mimosas, I'm be sleep by seven. Oh no, yeah. baby, I'm ready to get drunk again by that. No, baby, it's a for me. I don't like brunch. Anybody else? Well, I like. I also I love brunch. Mm-hmm. I agree, but dinner is like another good one for me. Like a good seven o'clock dinner. I love the dining places in Baltimore. I love to go to, like, nice places. I love mm. places off the water. Like, I love that stuff. Like, I live for it. So yeah, shout out to, shout out to the, the, the food here, the food community yeah. here in Baltimore. Okay. It's thriving. Is, it's just thriving. It's good. Okay. Thriving. I love it. Pushing the envelopes. So okay. you, what's Are y'all yours? ready for my question? Yeah. This is an interesting one. It says, recall a time you played the villain in someone else's story. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's the villain laugh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Very dim. Ha ha. Um Yeah. Let me okay, so um, wow. Right. Okay, no, I'll give you I'll give you this this example here. Um I had a friend. I was I guess she's she probably would have maybe cons- her friend may have considered me a friend. I looked at it more just like a associate mutual mm-hmm. associate type of situation okay. or whatever. Um essentially, you know, we all went out, they invited some guys, 
the guy that the friend really wanted right. was interested in me. Oh, I didn't know that beforehand. Not your fault. I didn't know that. Right, it, it that wasn't. whole thing. You know, time goes on, month goes by, mm-hmm. nothing. Don't hear nothing from him. Everything's fine. We're right. all still cool. Okay. He pops up. Hey. Really loved your energy. Right. I, 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 we should all, we should get together, you know. Right. And me being me, she's not my BFF, but I'm right. still like, I'm real. I'm friends with your friend and we work together. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, are you dealing with such and such? Just want to know. He's hitting me up. Just making sure nothing's going mm-hmm. on. She literally gave him and myself the go ahead. Like she literally told him it was okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fine, cool. Next thing you know, we're not friends. My actual friend is no longer my friend either because of the situation. Like, she basically, like, he was messaging me, and I guess at some point they were together. You know how, like, with MacBooks, all your shit is, like, connected. Yeah. So he must have signed into his shit on her laptop. So she's reading his mess, our messages on Instagram. Okay. Like, when I came to her and told her, she had already, like, she already knew. She'd seen it already. Wow. Yeah, so I guess because I responded to his message first without saying anything to her. I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is still to this day. But yeah, I was the villain. It was like, oh yeah, you're a terrible person. They were no longer friends. We don't talk. (laughs) It's over. Conclusion. The end. That's wild. Like, wow. Yikes. I'm sorry you lost your friend. I'm not. She not. <laughs> okay. I saw the face. I'm not. I mean, because some people aren't meant to be here forever. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it. She was a good friend for who I was at that, at that time. time. So that's valid. Yeah, we had a great time, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been a villain in anybody's. You. Really? Yep. I'm listening because I can't. Your parents. <laughs> we get we're not getting details. on as much of business now. <laughs> no, the villain. Um, okay, a villain. The time I was a villain in someone else's story. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this was one of the situations where, like, I didn't know I was the villain at the time. Like, looking back, mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, you was real problematic. Then. Um, <laughs> oh God, this is oh, this is such a trash story. Okay, disclaimer, guys. This was five years ago. This I was I twenty. I was twenty. I am now twenty six. That was no, that was six years ago. Okay, it was nineteen twenty. I was, I started, like, dealing with this guy, and at the time, his um, his child's mother was pregnant with their second child. And I did, just took it as if, like, you know, taking for work, for, taking a man for his word, because I'm a strong believer in all a man has in this world is really his word. Um, long story short, they weren't together on, really, uh, and truly at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, don't, <laughs> not that, mm, mm. but... Long story short, it just was like one of those things where times were rough for them. They weren't together. They want to quote unquote break them. We were together. And I just like looking back, it's like, yo, you were really the villain. It's like you dealt with a man whose baby was like due the month you met him and we're mm-hmm. dealing. Like that was like one of those situations. Because then I'm looking at like, damn, that's real fucked up. Know? Yeah. Like wow. she knew. It just was like, it was one of those things. Of course, she didn't know by him telling her. Yeah. But he knew like, she knew he was dealing with somebody. Okay. Um, it was all twisted up in the game. Yeah, like, you know, but at the time, like, me, it didn't matter because I wasn't. Right, but looking at, but now yeah. looking back, it's like, bro, yeah. that's so trash. Like, she right. had a baby, a newborn baby with colic and issues. Aww. She got postpartum. She had more than her kids. That was like, God damn, that was okay. Damn. Listen, I have grown, y'all. You I see went, how I've they been, do black women's like Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have grown. I have grown. I've been to therapy. I've been to therapy. You know, you know, I've grown, and you know, but that was that was just one of those moments in time. Growth, love that. Growth, love that. Six years of growth. Beautiful. (laughs) Okay, the last but not least. Let's think. Um, A time that I played a villain in some so. Hmm, that's such a hard one. Um. Because I'm such a good person. Honestly, I just don't see, honestly. <laughs> Somebody didn't like something. Uh, but <laughs> I definitely, I went through I went through a time in my life. So I was, I got married when I was 19. And I was divorced by like, actually just separated by like 24, 25. And so right after that period, I spent a lot of time just like Dre dealing with somebody else's person. Mm-hmm. And like, just being in dealing with married guys dealing with guys who were in relationships 
dealing with guys who just didn't have any moral uh-huh, code. Yeah. And honestly, I was just being a villain to myself. Like, oh. I was just not giving myself yeah. what I deserved. And, you know, I was taking less than what I deserved in dealing with people who couldn't be there for me completely. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? All the way. So, it. I think I was just a villain for myself. Yeah. What? That that was it. That's it. I feel it. Damn, it I, was, was. I was the villain to my damn shit. Okay, I, yeah, we gonna leave. We gonna leave it at that right there. We gonna leave it right there yeah. on that mark, and that that'll be that'll be the quote for for the day. Okay, yes. because that's very much important. Don't be the villain in your own story. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, how you to write it in? Uh, how you to write your own story and the villain? Look, exactly. You put it there. Right. Boom. Right. Trash. There it is. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and close this thing on out. Alana, yes. thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thanks for yes. coming and talking with us yeah. and laughing with us and sharing all your juju and your business and your energy. Yes. We appreciate it so very much. Um, we're going to catch yeah. you out on next Wednesday. Um, anything yes. you want to say, anything that's coming up, anything you want to promote before we get on out of here? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, everybody just follow me on Instagram at Alana has entered the chat. I'm always putting up new articles and essays and just quotes and tweets there. You'll find Sincere there stalking me, as she said. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely, um, I have some things coming up, like um, the Charles Village Porch Concert next Wednesday. I don't know what the date is, but they'll plug it in. We'll figure it out. We will. Um, <laughs> and um, it's at 28th and Calvert Street. Um, and you can definitely follow them on Instagram as well. And I'm sure all of that will be available um, through my good friend, Sincere and Dre. Thank you it so is. much for having me. Oh, God, it's a pleasure. It's all a blessing. Yes. <laughs> a blessing. As always, guys, it's your girl, Sincere. And it's Dre. Drink your water. And mind, and mind your, your business. business. Oh, and.